Toy present Star Wars Toys. The princess has been captured. Our heroes are on their way. But who is this mysterious figure? Boba Fett! Will he save Princess Lear or side with Darth Farder? See comics and toy shops for details of Boba Fett's special offer now. He's waiting. Entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 172 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolashai, and my co-pilots for this evening's... It's going to be a fun adventure, everybody. The young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Booty, 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 Booty. Barcoeo. <laughs> the man <laughs> we call Crunch Crunch. The man who looks very studios. Studios. Studios, yes. Studios. That's, how like I am. That's actually how large I am. I'm in a studio, so yeah, year. he looks like a studio. No, he's <laughs> very studious with his cool, smart glasses. Mr. Les is... Seeing clearly now. That the rain is gone? No, that I have my glasses on. Oh, okay. Just checking. Because it is raining. <laughs> the man we call King Tom. The man who runs the show because he's the king. Gentlemen! The king. King Tom, how you doing, buddy? I, I thought you were going to start singing Su Su Studio to Les for a second there. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Phil Collins comes back on this podcast. Is that going to be a music minute like Genesis? No. Oh, dang it. <laughs> no. No? I wasn't Introduce a big, the other guy. I wasn't a big Genesis stop, fan. Stop. Okay, let's Introduce the other guy before we even do that. The man. Who's giving me the finger right now? The man we call... El Hombre. The man who can build a lightsaber just as well as a Jedi, maybe? Not that good. Oh, wow. A sabersmith. Well, I mean, Jedi. Right? I mean, he's like Jedi Apprentice, maybe. Jedi? If, if Eric built it like a Jedi, he would kill people. That's what I'm trying to say. Mr. Eric I, is. I feel like you're killing us with this <laughs> ridiculous intro of me. My name's Eric Strothers, and thanks for having me, guys. How you guys all doing? I'm doing great. Are you? You look very chipper today. No, it's coffee. <laughs> it's, 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 coffee. it's fake. It's, it's, it's fake, fake happiness. It's all, all a sham. <laughs> it's yeah. a sham. I'm just waiting for Leo Pardon to come back on. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, speaking of Leo Pardon, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Awesome. Mr. Strothers, how are you doing? 
I am great, man. I'm super fantastic, followed by awesome. It's been a, you know, everything's cool. Everything's coming up. Everything's coming up, Strathers. Fantastic. King Tom, any other lands that you've pillaged and taken over? Yeah, I, I pillaged a Leo Pardon t-shirt off a of Public because they had a sale, but USPS lost it. Oh, no. Well, because they lost it, guess who has a new Leo Pardon shirt? Who? The Sith List. <laughs> we have made a Leo Pardon shirt. So check it out on it's tpublic.com. A so you don't get jacked up. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I want them to come at me. Come at me, Japanese Sith Spider-Man. Pardon. Sith the Pardon, yeah. I, I wanted to put, I beg your pardon, but I, oh. I didn't. <laughs> I should have. I should have. Thank you for not. You're welcome. I, I just wanted to let you guys know that my baby right now is going through sleep training. It's been a rough night here at the Dolachahi household because the baby has not stopped crying for about two hours straight. And we have a sleep trainer here who's a fantastic, wonderful human being has come to help us. And Lorena and Kim are in the living room marking down the times he rules over, the times he stops. It's all a whole thing. And I'm glad that I'm in here right now. I can just tell you guys. That. Oh yeah. So what's the over? So thank you guys. What's the over under uh on when he stops crying? Oof, I, we didn't do an over under. Oh, okay, I, I think he's gonna go at it for another hour. Damn. He's pretty persistent. He's pissed. Dude, <laughs> if, if yeah. I can give you any encouragement in this, I just want to tell you that it does get better because last night my sweet, sweet son Henry, you've seen pictures of him. He looks sweet just boy. like me, but little. Yes. He he said one of the sweetest things ever to me. And it was this right here. He goes, You see this when I do this? This means I don't care about you anymore. So and Eric is pulling on his ear. The exact thing he said. And oh then he screamed God. in my face. And then he said <laughs> he said, If you eat those fish sticks, I'm telling mom. Then oh, dude, it was it was pretty rough, man. Oh he, man. He, he screamed in my face. He 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 was like he had crazy eyes. He did. He goes, I was gonna eat those two after I ate the two on my plate. And I said, You haven't touched the ones on your plate, but I was going to. And I'm like, ah! and he just lost it. And he started running in place and stomping and screaming. Oh. And, and what, so then what do you do? What do you laugh. do with that, Eric? Dude, there's you one. Try not to laugh. Dude, <laughs> I, I started laughing. I I come in and there's one more like baked fish plank sitting there, and I picked it up. His plate's still there with the two on it and the rice, oh. but I picked the last one up and I just slowly started moving it to my mouth. <laughs> and he's screaming at me, "Don't you eat that! Don't you dare eat that! Don't you eat it!" The kid's five years old, man. I'm serious. If he, oh, it's a good thing I don't keep guns in the house or anything <laughs> like that, man. And it's a good thing his lightsaber can't really kill people now that we've brought that back on because he was pissed. Full circle. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Can't wait for those outbursts. Oh, they said, they said lightsabers. Well, not light. Well, yeah. Yikes, dude. I did, though, today. I had a great I, moment. I got the arcade one-up Star Wars. These guys have seen it. They've played it. And I had him, and I passed two levels with one arm on Empire, which was a chore. But he was glued to that damn thing. It was awesome. It was a good moment. There you go. So there you go. Wait till he rips the controller out of your hand and he's like, I'm going to shoot everything now. Yeah, that's going to happen. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing great. want to thank Dominic for coming on, Dominic Pace for coming on last week. By now, you've seen episode three. And after we recorded with him, he texted me that he got some good news. So hopefully when you watched it, you got to see him up close and personal and he got into some kind of shenanigans on screen. So 
congratulations to Dominic. I know that he was really banking for that. And thank you again for the listeners who sent the DMs. I sent the pictures out, so you should be getting them very, very soon. And yes. thanks again to Dominic for sending us those pictures. So I want to get that, get that out there. Are you guys ready to do this this week? There's some uh, stuff to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the introduction. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like Now This Podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jason, Tattooing Sons, and Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. Check us out on all the social media landscapes. We're on the Sithless.net. That's our website. You can check us out there and they'll shoot you to T Public, which we have a new Spider-Man Leopard on shirt and all kinds of cool Sithless stuff. You can send us an email, the Sithless at gmail.com. You can send us voicemails that way as well. So that's your shenanigans. And we haven't been really talking about the Kessel Toy Run because I've been throwing in the PSA. So we'll throw in the PSA again. But guys, get behind this thing. You know how great it is. Go to MSW, makingstarwars.net to check out all the information and donate and make some kids really happy this Christmas season. All right. Let's get into the box office. Looks like Ford versus Ferrari was the winner this weekend. Fox's Ford versus Ferrari more than lived up to the most aggressive of pre-weekend expectations, delivering a number one performance of the domestic weekend box office. However, Sony's Charlie's Angels struggled mightily in its first debut, weekend debut, failing to reach... The lowest of expectations, which means the film's third place finish puts the weekend overall performance into perspective. So we got Ford versus Ferrari at 31 million, Midway at 8 million, and Charlie's Angels at 8.6 million. I saw Ford versus Ferrari. What'd you think? Loved it. I heard it was great. Loved it. Christian Bale, Matt Damon, fantastic. Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, I did not know Matt Damon had blue eyes until this movie. I noticed that. I was like, their contacts, because they wanted to get it like real. Really? No. Oh, I was about to say, damn. So yeah, so they do. They both do fantastic jobs. Not the entire movie, but there are a lot of points where I don't see Christian Bale or Matt Damon. And for me, as far as acting, that's a big point. That's a big uh, success. You saw Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, exactly. I, I I saw I saw Ken Miles and I saw Shelby. At certain times, I was like, "Holy shit, these oh, aren't right. these aren't Shelby people who creates the, exactly the, the GT." Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he creates, well, both of them create the whole entire car. They did a fantastic job. The writing. The the style in which it was mm-hmm. shot, the almost importance that they give it, not just as far as cars or racing and that, but as far as how it feels, you know, like like an American feel for the young person and things like that at that point in time. It was very cool, very well written. Everybody acting in it, John Bernthal, uh, like oh said, yeah, Bernthal's yeah, in Bernthal's it. in it. How's the soundtrack? Is it like music from that era, or is it, it is music from that era, but not a. It's in pieces. It's uh, not enough okay. to be, oh, this is a character. No. But it, but it is good. Uh, I'm not complaining. I do like when they play more music, but that's just me. Some people don't where they're just like, yeah. oh, it gets in the way. So okay. it's, it's not really that big of a deal. It's a little bit long, but you don't, you're not upset with it. Two hours, 40 minutes. Yes. You're not upset with how long the movie is. You feel it a little bit, but it's not a bad thing. It's kind of, kind of weird to, to say. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, so I definitely recommend it. I get the Oscar buzz. Not going to happen, but I get it. It'll be nominated, though. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Great movie. Great movie. Gotcha. Cool. I wasn't expecting that. Nice little review. Sithless seal of approval. Absolutely. All right. Zoom, zoom, zoom. (laughs) I don't know. All right, Mr. Strathers, are you ready to get into some Star Wars talk? 
Dude, I am ready. I was born ready. So, okay, obviously the big news, the big, big news is episode two of The Mandalorian. That came out just a couple of days after we recorded our previous episode of this show. And, man, oh man, it did not disappoint, at least in my eyes. How did you guys feel about it? Well, I, I felt I watched, I couldn't wait, so I watched the majority of it in traffic, and I instantly called you, Eric Struthers, but you were busy, you didn't pick up the phone, and then I instantly after that called King Tom, and wait, he- I was the number two? Yes, you were number two. Uh, well, here's the thing, King Tom, I, <laughs> don't feel bad, because I normally call Eric and bug him, usually on Monday, and we do like a weekend geek, that's what we do, we just talk. And then I also call you later on in the week sometime. So I decided, hey, I'm just going to have my conversation with King Tom a little bit earlier because I want to talk about this episode. Okay, that makes sense. And I absolutely loved this episode because it made me feel like, this is how it made me feel. I was watching Seven Samurai, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, and Episode 4, all in one. It had everything in it that I wanted in an old school Star Wars show or or movie. We didn't have any dialogue at, at, at all for the first 10 minutes of the whole show. And the show was only 28 minutes. So a third of the show, we didn't have anybody speak. And it still worked. So I absolutely loved it. I loved the Jawas. I loved that they translated the Jawas. I mean, there's so many cool things about this episode. But yeah, that was my, my take. Right when I got into work, I was told, sit your ass down, you're going to watch this right now. Yeah. So first of all, the scope and like the, the scale of this thing, even though they're tw- 28 minutes? This one was 20. The first one was like 42 minutes, right, Eric? Something like that. Under, yeah, under an hour, yeah. obviously, under two hours, but it just had this awesome scale of a movie. And then to see what, you know, to see the things that we saw and everybody's talking about, I'm, I'm blown away right now. You're in. You're in for this. Oh, for sure. Everybody be, you know, all the critics be damned out there. I think this is going to be a really good way to go as far as Star Wars going forward on the streaming services like this. Yeah, if it's if it's anything like the first two episodes, yeah, just if load Cassian it up. and Kenobi yeah. and whatever Maul or whatever the heck we're That's gonna right. get, just, if it's just like this, load it all up. Yeah, we're good. You know, I do want to see the films. Like King Tom says, like he's gonna, he's gonna miss the films. Yes, but if they're gonna produce this, yeah, I'll be fine going to yeah. celebration for panels of fucking shows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, completely agree. You guys, uh, you guys, you know, hit all the nails on the head. <laughs> there were there were certain points. There were certain points that. You know, you see that the Mandalorian is a total badass, which I love. But then there's also certain points where he's just out of his league, and you're just like, okay, he's not perfect. And yeah. I dig that. Yeah, and I dig right. that. I, I, you know, there's a certain point he just pulls out a knife. He's like, well, I'm fucked. And he's, you know, he's going to go out, you know, it's his last stand. Exactly. It's <laughs> his last stand. You know, things happen, you know, in order for that not to happen. So thank God. Yeah. No, I, I, I loved it as an episode. All the characters so far are great. I kind of hope we see Nick Nolte again. I was really hoping that he would go with him. Cause I was like, fuck, that'd be great. I would love for him just to stay on his ship and be like, you want to get off? No, I have spoken. I have spoken the entire time, you know, you know, but hopefully we'll see him again. But yeah, oh, I think we will. Yeah. Overall great episode. I can't wait for more. I'm really intrigued. The thing that the thing that I'm wondering though, is that they have to do a lot in the first two episodes. They've done a decent amount of world building, I guess, and, and story building, but there's only six episodes left, and if they're all right around the same time, about 40 minutes, 42, 30 minutes. A lot of shit's got to go down. A lot of shit's got to go down, so this has got to ramp up. I, I, I'm not saying that uh, I don't want it to or anything like that, but I'm just saying 
let's let's get it rolling. If 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 we got if we only have six more episodes, let's let's have some six and, episodes. And I think you're going to see that with a different style of directing from each person's perspective on mm-hmm. how they're going to do it. We'll, we'll see. They, you're right. They're going to have to ramp things up. I am sold so yes, far. Absolutely. Yeah. We talked last Friday about how we, we mentioned that there was no di- dialogue in the first ten minutes. There was there were no human faces in yeah. this whole episode. This is weird in a way that Star Wars needs to be weird. And it's exploring that, and it's it's not just full of adventure and full of the Star Wars type struggles, but it's also fun. And I, I didn't really expect to have that level of fun. I'm going to be waking up early every Friday morning for the rest of the year because this these first two episodes were that good. They're so good. L- Lorena is like, when's the next one come out? Like she really digs it. She thinks it's one of the best things Star Wars has ever put out. So, yeah, man, my wife is really into it, too. And for somebody who, like I said before, claims to not be that into Star Wars, she was pretty floored by it. Uh, she really enjoyed the second episode. And my kids loved it as well. I, there's some pretty cool twists. And I think at this point, it's pretty much spoilers on. There's yeah, It's been out. It's a TV show. That's just sort of how it goes at this stage. There were a couple of things about this episode <laughs> that... I thought were just an, a really nice touch, like mm. the way the Jawas made fun of the Mandalorian's ability to speak their language. Yeah. I thought that ruled. I thought just the antics of the Jawas in general, they reminded me of kind of like the gremlins mm. as a group. Like once they're driving and the Mandalorian is in the sand crawler with them and they're just all outrageous and over the top, uh, the amount of comedy in the episode mixed in with the action was, I thought, perfect. When he got up there on the top of the sand crawler and they were all waiting for him and and blasted him off. All that stuff is so, so good, man. And yeah, the the big thing with with Baby Yoda, for lack of a better thing of calling him, or is that his name? The <laughs> That was a cool move and something that kinda I don't know, there's a lot of a lot of interesting speculation to take on. Right. I, I agree. I love the little touches and even the, the touch where it was a callback to Empire. When There will be a substantial reward for the one who finds the Millennium Falcon. You are free to use any methods necessary, but I want them alive. No disintegrations. As you wish. And we see the disintegrations happen constantly throughout the episode. I thought that was just so cool that they did that. This, this, this yeah. is a full circle of it coming back just makes things make more sense all these years later. So rad. And, and it was, it was cool to see cause we've never actually seen the disintegration. No. Everybody thought maybe that's what he meant by, you know, was it burning people to death? That's what I thought. That's or, what everybody, yeah, thought. everybody yeah. thought. He's like, no, he's actually disintegrating mofos. That's people right. are gone. There's yeah. just clothing left, which was really cool to see. And so rad. how many he did, I was like, Oh shit. Oh, he was on a field day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the best part, he's like, I did disintegrate a few of them. I was like a few of them. <laughs> Fuck. My favorite part when he, when he almost fucking torched. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, we'll suck on this. You understand this? Yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. That was yeah. the, 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 the timing was perfect. And his, like the, his aggression was great. Yeah, he just snaps. Awesome. He's he like, snaps. You. Yeah. So good. So good. But you want to start getting into the Baby Yoda thing? Because there's theories out there, and there's all kinds of different things that are are floating around, Eric. Yeah, let's talk about that, man. So I think I haven't seen a ton of theories that 
are different than anything I've thought of myself. You know, mm, yeah. I did see somebody that I do another podcast with reply to somebody's mentioning a theory on Twitter that was exactly verbatim, exactly what we talked about. And he's replying to it like it's the first time he's ever heard it. <laughs> Whoa, that blows my mind. Well, so here's my thing, man. And I'll just throw this out there. Now, mind you, this is not I'm not telling you that I hope this is what they do. And I'm not telling you this is what I firmly believe they're doing. Let me let me preface what I'm getting ready to say with that. But we talked about how in the very first episode, the doctor, Dr. Pershing, whenever he came out and, you know, he's wearing the the grayish, the two-tone gray uniform. I'm like, what does that remind me of? And then it pops up on Twitter. Somebody noticed that the insignia that's on his arm is the like the kind of that weird looking IL thing that was mm-hmm. on the the clones. And then I realized, well, that that uniform he's wearing looks like what the people on Camino were wearing. And so that makes you start put two to two and two together. Here's a guy. He's they're putting this bounty out looking for a thing. He wants it alive. And it's all signs point to him being a doctor that does cloning. Okay. Right. So then you have to ask yourself, is this entity, the child, is it a clone or is it something they want to clone or is it in itself a clone? So then you're like, okay, well, it's 50 years old. Well, when would that make it have happened if it were a clone? And if I'm doing the math right, man, I'm figuring it's right around the time like the clone army would have been uh, commissioned. Yeah, just just. Or right about the time they just got started, right? Right. And, and then, like, about when Anakin would have been born? Uh-huh. Does that, does that suss out that King Tom? Mandalorian takes place how many years after Return of the Jedi? Six. Six? Six? Uh, no, that doesn't sound right. Dare question me. I thought it's, it was, like, one or two. I yeah, it's, it's one six. or two. I, no, I it's, it's six or seven years after the Battle of Yavin. Okay, six or oh. seven years after the Battle of Yavin. 25 years after Attack of the Clones, 35 years after Phantom Menace, or, yeah, after Phantom Menace, 45 years after the birth of Anakin Skywalker. So, yeah, right, in, right around that neighborhood. So, is that a clone of something? Well, then the baby, the child, uses the Force. Okay, now... You got to throw all the old legends out the window because obviously they're not regarding that as canon. That, you know, the force, the ability to use a force isn't passed by cloning. But that, you know, George Lucas made it to where, at least on some level, the force is biological because of the midichlorians, right? Right. Well, is it conceivable that this could be a clone of the actual? Yoda. Now, hear me out. Obviously, they've sampled Yoda's blood at some point because they were able to compare Anakin Skywalker's midichlorian count to what Yoda's is. Good call. And so they would have had some DNA from him on file somewhere. And uh, maybe that's a thing. Now, is that what I'm hoping they do? No. But it, it. it certainly opens the door to the question. Okay, so let's just go around with this. Do you think that they want to clone this child, or do you think the child is a clone itself? I think they want to clone the child, 
and I don't think it really matters if it's dead or alive. He wants it alive, the doctor, obviously, probably to do experiments and all that kind of stuff with it. But that's why it doesn't matter either way, because they'll use the blood and his DNA to clone. And by the way, Favreau has said the Mandalorian set five years after the fall of the, of the Empire in episode six, Return of the Jedi, 1983. So 25 years before the rise of the First Order. So that's when it takes place, not a year after. Okay. Corrections and retractions. <laughs> well, then, that puts my, it right at the time of yeah, Anakin exactly. being born. My one thing about the possibility of it being a clone, wouldn't they have done some of the growth acceleration? Because if someone wanted a clone of a forceful being like this, oh, yeah, are they, they really going to wait 50 hours or 50 years especially, for it to mature? Especially Palpatine. That means, yeah, that yeah, because you kind of want them to be past the fifty years into whatever their age would be to be a teen, maybe preteen. I, I still Not think Yoda and Yaddle still. just went to Smashtown. That's awful to don't I'm, do. I don't mean, put that in. Oh my god, Yaddle, Yaddle's, oh. Yaddle's not a looker either. Have you seen That's her? The, it, come on, why do you got to do that? She has like crooked teeth, like summer oh, teeth. God, Yaddle's in bad shape. What? <sighs> but you know what, puppy, Who? puppet Yoda. Yeah, pu- so, puppet Yoda wasn't. Very handsome, either. No, so, so imagine Puppet Yoda with more hair and uglier. That's Yaddle. And then imagine Yoda banging. That's what he's talking about. And they create Baby uh, Yoda. Okay. And then we'll call him Yodel. We'll call him, we'll call him an abomination. Yeah. Yodel lady. Oh. Sorry, guys. I, I, don't, I, I don't think he's a clone, necessarily. <laughs> I don't think he's a clone, necessarily. I, I, I think he would have been more sought after if he was. Yeah, and you know the whole fifty year thing. What if it's like a gremlins? <laughs> what, don't feed him after midnight. Yeah, and he put his hand in water after midnight and he <laughs> popped yeah. him off of him. Pop him off. Oh god, that's gross. Yeah, I don't he think he's a sexual clone. reproduction. No, it, yeah, like the they, huts, want, they right? want to clone his. Ass. Exactly. I, I don't think he is a clone. I think they want to clone him. Yeah, and that's why I think that are alive is the thing. Yeah, cute little fucker though. Oh, he's adorable. I mean, just money making son of a bitch. He's adorable. He yeah, there's going to be was action figures. Plush toys, oh, Funko, whatever the it's fuck like you want. It's like Porgs times a million. Exactly. Do you think this saved the fandom? Do you think Baby Yoda's yeah? Because uh, not too many people united like, the fandom. Yeah, because too because many people. Not too many people like fuck that fucking little thing, <laughs> yeah. dude. You ruined it for me. Has anybody talked shit on, on Baby Yoda yet? I don't think it's possible. I mean, how do you talk shit on that cute little dude? No, dude. People have had negative things to say uh, about the Mandalorian, oh, really? such as these gems. Number one. Oh. The males are killed during mating. The blurgs, mm. like that's a that's a problem. Then how right. come? How can there be any? Because oh zero sum blah. Oh, uh, they just go. Lucasfilm hates men. With these, <laughs> the other one is in a similar vein. Apparently, the uh, the mud horn. Which the only reason I know that thing is called a mud horn is because I have the closed captions on all mm-hmm. the time on my TV because my kids are loud. Good call. And uh, and so yeah, that's it's a female because it's guarding that egg. That's the assumption. And people had stuff to say about that. Oh like, lord! What? I'm huh? Glad I, I'm glad I didn't see that. Yeah, it's very disappointing. <sighs> Overrepresentation in the animals. Of Star Wars that are females, yeah. which is not true and right. not representation at all, if you think uh, about it. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. Here's, here's something funny, though. Speaking of the closed captions, 
is that <laughs> that in the scene where the baby Yoda is using the force to stop the mudhorn and it's hovering in midair, the <laughs> underneath it, because in the closed captions, they'll show you cues in parentheses to tell you what's going on. Oh. It says uplifting music playing. <laughs> That's, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, dude, uplifting. That is- yeah, that is. Oh, I was high five in the air yeah. with that one. Uh, that you is know what? Good yeah, gear right there. That is really good. Fist pumping right there for sure. That is really really. How good. awesome was that? When you when you see the the mud horn float in the air, and then you look over, and it's little little baby Yoda's like squeezing and just oh, it was just so the cool, most man. effort. Just like the eyes closed was the cutest thing in the world. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, he's just You're fucking like, look at that it. little guy, dude. That's awesome. He's so cool. <laughs> so cool, man. Well, here's something while we're talking about it that uh, I I talked about this on the motivators, but the Mandalorian's response to what happened, along with Kules, that's that's a Nolte knot. They the Force doesn't appear to be a known thing to them because tell me again, explain what happened. He's like, I don't know if I can, but they, because it wasn't evident to them that this baby. Use the force to stop this thing. Otherwise, that's what they would have said. Holy yeah. crap, this baby used the force. But to them, it's not like a common known thing. So I find that interesting in this time period that, uh, you know, the Jedi yeah. were all but extinct. And it's just a few years after the fall of the Empire. So. But that, make, that makes argue- sense, though, Eric, doesn't it? Because even Ray, who, when she finds out that BB 8 unit has the map to Luke Skywalker, she looks at. Finn and says, Luke Skywalker's like a thing? I thought it was just myth. So, and, and that, that's 30 years after the fact. Just like five years after the Jedi, the stories probably haven't come out fully yet. And I think reading the novels and I think Aftermath, you kind of get that gist of people don't know what the hell's going on. And if you're living on the outskirts, you probably don't know what the hell the Force is. I mean, Han didn't believe in the Force. That was like some kind right. of mythical thing. So that right. kind of makes sense. Well, I thought it was really cool, personally. Yes, yeah, so and- uh, I, I thought that was a nice touch because it, it felt very believable. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, that was my whole point. But which is cool because also in Star Wars Resistance, the the animated series, that's taken place during the current timeline of the story we're in right now with the Skywalker saga. It's it's taken place pretty much immediately following the Last Jedi. And in a recent episode, they stumble on a Sith temple, and Kaz, the main guy of the series, says, "Yeah, I never really believed that the Force was real." Oh, so okay. even then, in that period of time, somebody mm-hmm. who's you know well educated and part of the um, Republic at that point doesn't. Doesn't think the force is real. Wow, that's even cool. though Luke Skywalker's been out there, you know, trying to get a Jedi temple going and the whole thing. So I just think that's really cool, man. That it's sort of this operating on the outskirts mm-hmm. deal. Very cool. We had a, a email from a new listener actually about the Mando. Uh, his name is Ian. My name is Ian Gallagher, and I'm a new listener and fan of your show. Hey, buddy. I've been listening to a few of your episodes, and I love what you have to say. I'm new to this in the Star Wars podcast world, and it's cool getting to hear different perspectives and discussions around Star Wars and other awesome pop culture topics. Here's what I wanted to share regarding Mandalorian. In Chapter 1, I feel as if I'm one of the only people to think of Han when Carl Weathers passingly mentions the bounty on a wanted smuggler. Huh. Also, regarding both the bounty puck and Trandoshans from Chapter 2, 
I have a pretty smooth theory. I need to rewatch both chapters, but if I'm not mistaken, Trandoshans overhear the conversation between Mando and Carl Weathers about the Yoda baby bounty. The Trandoshans were in the cantina before Mando, so perhaps Mr. Weathers gave the scoop to them, plus the puck, and they overheard that conversation to see what else could be learned. What are your thoughts? Can't wait to hear from you and hope you're having a great day. Your newest fan, Ian. Well, Ian, first of all, thank you for jumping on board Definitely. and listening to us. And thank you for sending an email. Keep them coming, man. We really appreciate it. And great email. When you're going back to rewatch it, look between those two Trandoshans. You'll see Dominic over there fiddling with his, with his blaster, I think. Oh, that's right. right. there, which is cool. Gecko? Yeah, Gecko. But King Tom, you want to take this? What do you think about the Trandoshans finding out the info before? I think that's entirely plausible. That's kind of the... I I didn't catch it my first viewing. I watched it again Friday night, both uh, episodes with my kids. And yeah, that's what I got. You see them in the bar, and then you see them later, and obviously they tailed them somehow. So it's another one of those things we we talked about it earlier this episode where he's a a great action figure, but he makes some mistakes. Mm. And somehow he lets, you know, these giant lizards tag him and follow him and that happens at least at least he disposed of them handily enough and they're all they're all in the guilt correct so they're all pretty skilled at finding information out and sneaking on people yeah and one would think that the guild would protect against that sort of thing wonder if it's like john wick where they all have like a hotel that they go to yeah whatever happens outside i guess yeah whatever happens outside of it is just business yeah uh anybody think of the han thing I didn't think of it when, but now reading the email, it's like, oh, that's interesting. The only reason I don't think that is the person who wanted him was Jabba the Hutt. Jabba had him and Jabba died. That's the the only thing that I would think would make that not who they're talking about. Because I do think smuggling was a widespread thing, but hell, maybe so. It, It would be neat, I guess. I'm I'm sure he had Jabba was not the last one that he ticked off in some kind <laughs> yeah, of way. Well, we know that from yeah, exactly. Seven, yeah, right? was it the uh, Kanja Club? The Kanja Club and all that. He he has pissed off a myriad of people throughout <laughs> yeah. his time. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of those things that they never talk about yeah. and it makes us happier yes. thinking of it. I'm happy. That's that exactly way. what I was going to say. Like, yeah. never answer that question. Yeah, never answer never that answer. question because it just makes it better. Yeah, but cool for bringing it up. I didn't even think about that. Thank you, Ian. Thank you for that uh, email. There was a new TV spot, right, Mr. Struthers? Yes, sir, for the Rise of Skywalker. And it is quite it is. good. It sure is. Have you guys seen this? I'm, I, I'm not trying not to see them, but I'm not like actively searching them out. Les, you haven't seen this? No. King Tom, I know you didn't want to see him. Have you seen this? I didn't want to, but I did. I gave in. I think we should all see it because there's some cool shit in it. What do you guys think? Let's sure. do it. All right. What we've done. All this time. What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Dope. Dope. Yep. Fear. Dope. Oh, look at oh, that. Oh, yeah. Got some, we got a bat cycle. Look, look at that temple shot. I think. <clears throat> dude, this. Dude, this. Across to the Wait a minute. God. Oh. <laughs> We're all in this. That's it. So we'll go back and we'll touch up on what we just saw. Can I drag through the timeline and it change please. for you guys? Yes, yes, please. Okay. So now you see Vader's helmet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Up in the forefront. Dude, yeah. that looks so cool. I'm trying to figure out where that 
where that space is. It sure looks like the inside of a ship with all the angles. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. those look like windows with space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's funny with the way that window looks and then the opening right next to it that looks very similar, that almost w- looks like the inside of a Stormtrooper helmet. Oh. Like looking out through the, oh. through the eye mm. holes. That's kind of cool. Okay, let me bump forward a little bit. Those, oh, dude, those bikes are dope. And then you see the jet trooper on the, on back, the back behind the think, behind the guy. Oh, you these do? bikes. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see the white, the fully white helmet, right back there behind the uh, behind the regular first order stormtrooper. You see the fully white helmet. That's a jet trooper. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I thought he was these, just yeah. like piggybacking. These the, the bikes were bat- at celebration. They were what? They were they they were at celebration right across from the stage, like the props were. Oh, I didn't remember that. Um, you know what? There's a toy of this. It's oh, okay. uh, the Galaxy of Adventures toys. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering what that is, because it's not a motorcycle. When it's, it's a, going fast, it looks like it, but it's more like a um, tread speeder. Yeah, I think it's called. like a snowmobile yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like yeah, a, yeah but it's a, a mono tread. Yeah, I thought it was the bad um, cycle. With no skis in the front. <laughs> yeah, I like the white uh, track on it. Yeah, it looks cool. That's pretty yeah. badass. And then. There's Ray shooting the thing. We're at Kylo the Ren force. Surfing. Someone doing some major force blast and Kylo Ren standing his ground. I don't even think that. Okay. I think, no, that, yeah, I I think it's a space vacuum. Yeah, so like, let's say you want to enter the Death Star. They have that, that window where the ships go in. Yes. That's basically like a force field that keeps space out so you can breathe. What the uh, Millennium Falcon is doing is that it's coming into that, that force field. Knocking it down. Yeah, knocking it down, essentially. That's why they all get pushed back. That's why Kylo Ren is holding himself up. The question I have is that Rey is jumping mm. through space, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, and we, then we, and, we, and then you see Finn on, on, the, on the little uh, platform, platform that, that the Falcon has, just mm. like chilling there. I'm like, uh... Well, he's waiting to grab her, but the he's, thing... Yeah, he's reaching out. He's reaching yeah. for her. But so what's happening is if Kylo can hold himself down, yes. she's able to propel. Okay. And they show her propelling... In uh, earlier, oh yeah, no, trailers. yeah, yeah, no, no, that's, but it is space. It is space. Yeah, and, and well, no, well, no well, well, how much training did she get to do that? <laughs> are you, are you be, fucking kidding me? Like, are you for real, man? That is funny. It, it, I'm playing. It guys. might not be space because you got to remember they're they've got all those star destroyers going on. Yes, mm. on that planet, mm. it mm-hmm. could be just in atmosphere, but it's dark. We're in a temple now. You okay, see that guy standing up yep, there? Yep, I sure do. Yeah. The guy to the left standing up there. Dude, I think it's a cameraman. Could you imagine, though? That well, would be... But this good. looks pretty badass, What if though, that's huh? Burnt Anakin holding his... Ooh. You know, he just got... You know, and he's there mm. talking to Oh, Ray. man. He's like, this is my fucking you helmet. He just, just blew my mind. See, no... Like, legit, what if that's, like, previously defeated, like, freshly defeated uh, on Mustafar after Obi-Wan leaves him? And that's his state to appear to, you know, he's broken, he's he's fully surrendered, and he's been defeated by his best friend. And that's his state that he appears. That's Yoda, if he does that's Yoda appear. baby, bro. <laughs> oh, that'd be even better. Are you kidding? <laughs> that would be even better. So this is that planet that we see in the in the second trailer, I believe. The ice planet? Yeah, the ice planet. Yeah. 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 Right? I mean, I, mean, it, I, I think, think so. it looks like I it. Think yeah. Yeah, but, agree. The way, but the whole background and everything looks like it's a vision. Like a force vision of some type. That to me, that's what I'm getting out of this thing. It looks like a prison to me. In that Kylo is able to invade through their connection, invade this vision too. Interesting. Hmm. 
I think that of the white room. I think that of the white room that we just talked about. That's the vision room? Yeah. I think this is a real deal. Holyfield right here. I think this is that planet. That they're actually at a planet in a temple? I think this is closer to the end of the film. This is, okay. This is where Palpatine is going to be somewhere around this area. Hmm. Is that Palpatine back there? I like it being freshly defeated Anakin. Well, no, in 30 days. (laughs) Less than 30 days. I don't know where I put all the tickets, guys. Just kidding. I know where my tickets are. Well, I I, I thought that <laughs> I have I have twenty I wonder, tickets. Wonder so why I will, Eric laughed I, like that? I will screw some people if I lose these tickets. I mean, you, they'll kill me. You will not have friends. They'll kill me. I'm wondering why Eric laughed after you said you know where your tickets are, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about stash spots lately. Stash spots, keystering, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. Uh, damn it! Very safe. Oh, I'm not talking about myself. Oh, oh. oh. okay. Oh. Please, nice. timeline. More of this, please. Well, sir. it was a great TV spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we've looked at really everything, but that thing where the Falcon's rolling up on <sighs> whatever that is, it does look like an airlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the that's, word. Thank you. That's pretty epic, man. It is. Um, I think they're they're being pushed back because of the the. It, the Falcon, the engine, the engines. Oh, the yeah, very uh, yeah. 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 thrust, yeah, the thrust, yeah. And for her to be able to propel herself yeah. with the thrust, psh, powerful. Yeah, <laughs> with wow. no training either, which I find very suspect. Yeah, yeah I don't know how she's able to do that without a Yoda or scooting around, around, scooting around dude. the jungle with a little without a whole robot. Jedi Master Council, dude. That's Come just on. not right, man. Bullshit. Yeah, I think. But anyway, there it was, and how awesome is it? Fantastic, wonderful. Yeah, it it makes it makes so me actually gorgeous. happy that I because I was with like King Tom and I didn't want to see it and all these things anymore. But God, it looks good. And the shot of it on Twitter was her in that temple. I was like, that looks like a sick shot. I got to watch. I, this. I think that a lot of the whole like you know trying to stay away from you know uh, hashtags and spoilers and all that kind of stuff in some ways those things are going to fall through the cracks and you're mm. still going to get bits and pieces. And like you said, if you want to stay totally fresh, you're still going to be kind of glad you saw that stuff. You know what I mean? A lot of people draw a hard line and it's, it gets softened. The more of things we get, the more you look at things, the more, I mean, with the Mandalorian out right now, I think everybody's just like, screw it, man. You know what? Let me see stuff. I don't care anymore. You know, this is, that is true. It just blew the doors open. Uh, yeah, at this point, I mean, as long as we don't get any significant, crazy, crazy Actually, less the Falcon blew the doors open. In That's that true. Scene, in that scene. Uh, <laughs> knocked all those stormtroopers back. We have an email from Chad about Star Wars. Couple of questions, Sithsters. Ooh. First, what is your biggest surprise at Star Wars? Oh, I'm a 40-year-old man and was still too young for the Vader-Luke dad-son thing to really surprise me. Goddamn, Baby Yoda thing in episode one of The Mandalorian? Fucked my head. <laughs> I downloaded Disney Plus at 3 a.m. on Tuesday, and at 3.45, I was waking my wife up ranting about a Yoda baby. <laughs> Secondly, I'm not sure I want to know Yoda and his species background. I kind of like the mystery. So, do you sisters want Yoda's species background, or do you want it to stay mysterious? As always, you keep it gangster, my sister. Sisters. Damn. <laughs> wow. That was oh, tough. That's dude. why I have you read these things now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chad, for that email. And I'll go first. I want it to be a mystery. I don't want to know his species because I want something like this to be able to happen 10, 15 years from now again. I, I do want to know who is this species. Like we talked about clone, not clone, Yoda. 
Smash Town, not Smash Town, but I don't want to. I'm actually kind of scared of what what I want to know more of like what's going to happen with this thing, like mm-hmm. this little little baby. I want to know so much more about that than any background because I don't want the like in if you watch a lot of anime, there's villains and a lot of anime do really good jobs of giving you background of certain characters and some short-lived characters fall apart and you know if they get killed off they they do i just don't know where this one's going and i would love to just see where it goes first before i get any type of background i want a couple of answers i don't want i don't want like a full background or a full story or anything like that but a couple of answers you know why are there so few of them maybe where they come from a general area you know kind of Kind of thing like that, but yeah, but like a full breakdown. No, but a couple more answers. I, I you don't would want to see Planet of Yoda. No, 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 no. That'd be kind of lame. That would be. Yeah, be a very short planet. Ooh, very strong Ooh. though. Ooh, yeah, very green. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be cool to know. I don't think it's going to change anything having a, a name that they decided on or anything like that. Um, but yeah, whatever. I it's it's cool to me. I I. As long as they do something neat with it, I did, it doesn't have to be one thing or another for me to continue to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to know, for example, if just the species in and of itself are all particularly Force-sensitive, and that's yeah. why it's such a desirable thing, or right. if that's an anomaly just as it appears to be with other species that, you know, only a few. Yeah, that um, is, that's interesting. Yeah, that and is this species so few and far between that this is almost like a seeing a unicorn in the wild, that sort of thing. But, you know, information like that, I think, would be neat. I'm fine with them keeping it to themselves. And if if I had a choice, I'd rather that. But at the same time, I think I remember reading when at some point George Lucas was consulted on something very heavy in the Star Wars mythos. And I think this might have been it. So if he was involved in the decision, even if it was just them throwing out a few pitches at him and him picking the one that he liked best, not necessarily what was in his mind all these years, that makes it a lot easier to take for me. And and I'm not, I wasn't at the point where if they ever revealed it, there would be problems. I'm, I'm not like that. Uh, I just was kind of li- liking the mystery, but now this is the way they're doing it. And if they have George's stamp of approval on things, I'm good with that. All right. We got a couple more things, man, just real quick. Okay. Um, one in, um, it's a, I think it's a magazine in Brazil, maybe. Um, Adoro Cinema. Oh, yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. Uh, Daisy Ridley talked about how, let me just read the quote so I don't get it wrong. I found this on Cinema Blend, by the way. The quote is, it's fun to play someone's best version and then the worst. It's an amazing thing to do as an actress, but we can't do it often. I felt very good. That's the most I can say, unfortunately. She's talking about playing Dark Ray. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Maybe it's, you know, not just a quick snapshot of it, but maybe they've shared some dialogue. That would be pretty cool. God, that's crazy. That's a pretty big tell there. I'm surprised she said something like that. That is Well, you know, they're talking about uh, the roof. I mean, it was revealed in a trailer, so it's not like people haven't seen it. Yeah, but... That could have been like a quick vision, kind of like the Luke in the cave kind of thing. That if she got into it and played it and had to play both parts, that means it's definitely more than that. Right? But well, no, but like like certain actors and actresses, they have to 
even if it is just a look or how their stance is, or they have to get into a certain mindset mm. that I have to be different than this person. So yeah, but maybe you have to morph into that character. Exactly, so. exactly. Well, there's one other thing. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy in an interview with Rolling Stone, she said that just to cut to the chase, that the movie with Kevin Feige is a ways off. Yeah, I saw that. So don't start getting too excited about it. Damn it. So what that means is they're going to fire him. And I'm just kidding. That was terrible. So yeah, uh, they still, they genuinely do not know what exactly it is they're going to do next in the, as far as the movies go. It, did you read in that same article that they're going to give John Favreau a bigger role in the future that, of Lucasfilm? That was an article from the Hollywood reporter that okay. came out today. And gotcha. I'll be honest, I was really disappointed in the article um, because the article starts off that, with the lead that they have, they've hired a director for the 2022 star Wars movie, Mm. but it doesn't mention that anywhere else in the article. And it just mentions sources. The article says, you know, Kennedy says she's happy at Lucasfilm, but we don't see any episode, any evidence of that. But if you look at the Rolling Stone interview with her that came out yesterday, Mm -hmm. she spends eight sentences saying why she's happy with what she's done at Lucasfilm. The Hollywood reporter reporter, article is just a lot of speculation and it it's it's more like well she may leave and if she leaves then they have feige coming in uh favreau and feloni have done such a great job with you know getting the mandalorian started they're in place they could be you know they could be in charge and uh michelle rejwan she's there too she could be in charge too it was a lot of of speculation masquerading as news that's interesting hollywood reporter doesn't usually do that no, they they don't, and they they mention sources several times, but they didn't just didn't frame it as speculation like they usually huh. would. But well, it sucks that the Feige thing isn't going to be for a while. But it as long as they get it right, mm-hmm. and he ha- he has an idea in his head that he's obviously talked to them about. Yeah. So the the Good one dudes. thing they did the one thing they did say in the Hollywood Reporter article is that there will be an announcement in January. That's what they were saying. Of wow. what the next Star Wars movie will be. Interesting. All right. Is that uh, is that all of it right there, Mr. Struthers? Uh, yeah, man. That's all I got. Thank you so much. That was great, man. We just got... We went deep into it. We got some pop culture breakdown stuff. I know we talked about last week, uh, is Disney Plus going to have stuff for grown-ups because Deadpool's not on there. R-rated features aren't on there. And in one recent speaking engagement, Disney Plus chairman Kevin Mayer revealed that the service is working on new original content for grown-ups that'll really make the streaming app geared towards everyone. So that's pretty cool news that they're doing things like Netflix does, original content for us y'all, which is a great, great sign there. I, they're going to have to to keep up with the rest of the streaming world. Exactly, yeah. It, they, they might be able to start out, you know, this is Disney, this is Disney. Okay, wait a minute. Now, now we have to do some real shit. Here. Well, yeah, everybody's all stoked about being able to look. I put on Sleeping Beauty because I've never seen Sleeping Beauty. I've, I'll, I've heard of things. About I watched Sleeping Aladdin, Beauty. yeah. You watched Aladdin? Mm-hmm. Was it the first time? No, but it's the oh, first time in a long time. Yeah. How dare you. But I've never seen Sleeping Beauty, and I, I watched the entire you give thing. Give me shit. You haven't seen Sleeping Beauty? That's a crime. It's Aladdin, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to need to uh, step their game up after all this, you know nostalgia mm-hmm. rubs off um this was fu- interesting not funny this was actually very sad we talked a couple about a month ago about that 
Remember uh, Gina Davis had that algorithm software that would read scripts and spit out diversity? Tell them where to, pu- to plug right. it in, yeah. Yeah, so the film uh, Harriet, which was about Harriet Tubman, uh, in, a, in a recent interview that has gone viral on social media now, Howard, which is, um, I forgot his first name, but he is the director and the guy that got this thing off the, off the ground, was asked about the production history of the long gestating Tubman biopic, which became Harriet. The scribe said, it, it is, this was from The Hollywood Reporter, by the way. The scribe said it was his first Hollywood assignment and it had been in development for 26 years. I wanted to turn Harriet Tubman's life, which I'd studied in college, into an action-adventure movie. The climate in Hollywood, however, was very different back then. I was told how one studio head said in a meeting, the script is fantastic, let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. Say what? <laughs> and this is for real. And then they said, when someone pointed out that Roberts couldn't be Harriet, the executive responded, it was so long ago, no one is going to know the difference. Say what? So I, I don't think this was that long ago. And it, I know he said it was 26 years ago, but I think this was even even uh, after that. So this that was is the early 90s. No, no, no. He's saying that the, the thing was in development for 26 years. That's what I'm saying. Years. So I don't think it was. This, this might this have been more five, than 10 years was ago. not that long ago. Right. I don't, I'm, I got no words. For the people that think that we don't need these kind of things to help push diversity in Hollywood. There's, that person is sitting in a That room. person is an executive making That's decisions. That's what I'm saying. Making decisions, dude. Yeah. That's and embarrassing, man. Like making decisions that millions of dollars, you know, they get to handle millions of dollars. You know what I mean? And they have handled millions. That's why we're, that at, we're at the point we're at right Dimwit now. Dimwit is sitting there saying something like that. Right. It just unbelievable. So I wanted to throw that out there. This is breaking news. You know, here at the Sipless, we're not afraid to dabble into the world of politics from time to time. We think it's our civic duty to talk about what's going on in Washington right now. Of course, we're talking about Fartgate 2019. So I think we all need to watch this clip, and I want to get your guys' takes. <laughs> and I get it, people. That sometimes you don't want to hear about politics, but I think it's our, like I said, our civic duty to do this. So, Eric, can you run this? And I want to get everybody's take on Fartgate 2019. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. There you have it. So, if if you hadn't seen this, MSNBC's Hardball with Chris Matthews recently interviewed Congressman Eric Swalwell, which was underscored by a relatively loud eruption. Hang on, I'm watching it again. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. <laughs> that look he makes. All signs point to... Well, he, well, see, no, no. His body froze. He paused. Let's break it down. Uh, he legit paused uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, never going away. Here's the thing. No one is taking blame. Let's see if we can figure this out. Now, for what it's worth, Swallow, Swallow did reportedly claim in that text exchange that 
thought the fart moment was funny though. Y'all, he also went on to say whoever smelled it dealt it. Chris Matthews came back with whoever denied it supplied it. Yeah. Whoever made the rhyme committed the crime. <laughs> That's oh, right. Oh, oh, oh. So I want your opinions. He oh, thinks. Oh, it's, oh, he thinks. It's, so all was pretty much saying he's a cameraman. Well, it, wait. He, he someone. I thought. The original was that it was a phone vibrating against a hard surface. No, no, that's a fart. That's a definite <laughs> fart. See, 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 no, that was at first like, no, somebody's phone vibrating. It was like, real quick. like. A, <laughs> see, that's the issue. I think, Eric, you need to play it again to yeah. make sure we know uh, that it's not a vibrating phone. Let's just go back to the beginning, shall we? Please. Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. Okay, the reason why it has to be him is because... He kind of moves up and his shoulders. Oh, he got propelled. And he stops talking. He stops in the middle of a sentence between two words you don't naturally pause between in the cadence of a sentence. Taxpayer dollars. He makes a face. He makes a face. And and he his shoulders rise. He grimaced in That's right, in he kind of smiles like, oh, I was holding that one all session. Oh. All right. I'm glad we're hitting these topics. See, though. see, but this the small important. issue that I have is that it sounds too good of a fart. It sounds yeah. like a fake fart. But it, the issue is, is that, one, who would do this? Two, you know, he finds it funny. If it was a joke, he'd be like, no, that wasn't me. Right. This is ridiculous. Why are we talking about this? So he did fart. That's why he's not completely denying it. But it just sounds like a perfect fart. Like, my God. But And then another problem I have is, like, the mic is in front of him, and I, I doubt it's that close for him to, you know, so it's not in the camera view. And his ass is in the other direction. That's a hell of a fart. He's that if, a, if he fucking farted. That's if, why he had like lifts his back. Yeah, up. if he fucking farted, if it can catch it that well and that clearly, damn, man, he was holding that, th- that thing in and he, he needed to go. Well, I'm so Listen. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. This is top tier <laughs> professional audio gear they're using here, oh, mister. Yes this is, yes this is. is the news for God's sake. Yes, They're not is. messing around like we are. They've got top of the line studio stuff. Of course right. it picked it up. Yeah. Well, really? Then, then, then the he boom, should not. The boom mic alone is like a, it's true. It's a grade boom mic. For then, sure. then he should, he, he, he should had a, I don't he, think there's a time. I don't think there's a boom mic. It's either just a lapel mic or a handheld in front of him. And there's a lot of, wind and echo coming out of his ass it, <laughs> yeah, it does not sound like there's any echo on the fart he's the other thing is he's most likely standing up where chris oh. matthews is sitting down That's and right. his mic is hot that whole time too and i don't Ooh. know if you've seen the way he's sitting he's kind of like leaning forward yeah. and where he, his ass yeah. is kind of he is older off too the chair yeah and he's yep. older so i mean yeah, it's one God. of those like Nixon Kennedy debate things where mm-hmm. if you're watching it, it looks like right. Swalwell did it. But if you're just listening, could be either. This is our era Zapruder film. It this is. is what this is. This is what this uh, is. Back what, sit this we left. saw him lift you're up. He went up and to the right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that means he shook it out too. He tried. He probably shook it out. We're breaking this thing down better oh, than we did the the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Oh man. Oh, that is that man, is man i haven't just, laughed like that in a long time though i gotta look at eric's face is, <laughs> dude geez. that is 
That is good stuff, man. Oh, that, that is was really that's, good. That's stuff. wholesome fun. That is whole. That's yeah. wholesome good fun. Oh, thank you, Congressman. <laughs> Vo- we had a voicemail by Jim. We haven't heard Jim send us a voicemail in a in a, a in couple a while, of weeks, yeah. about a month or so. So I'm you know eager to hear what Jim has to say. Um, so let's listen to Jim. <laughs> Did somebody just? What was that? <laughs> Did somebody just fart? Did you just fart? What the, the hell, hell, forward, there was the like fuck a- you looking at me for? <laughs> okay. Oh. First, of all, I'm, first of all, I'm sitting on a pillow, so it would be muffled. Believe me, <laughs> it has been muffled several times. <laughs> all right. You let him go in here? Fuck yeah, I have. And then, and then second of all, uh, you guys awful. are sitting on the actual plastic of the chair, so that means that it would, it would reverberate off of your ass off the chair, so you guys are making that noise. I think Struthers is fucking with us. He's trying to tear us apart. <laughs> tear it tear wasn't asshole me. Apart. It wasn't me. Oh, oh, I, I wish I could fart on cue like that. I don't have that skill. Shit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hello, Sith List, and happy life day. Uh, you guys got to have Mr. Pace back on when uh, Mandalorian's over and let him spill his beans. Uh, he's a great guest. Uh, the episode before that, you guys brought up the Wraith, trailer trash the Wraith. I've never seen it before, but uh, now I have. And uh, <laughs> it's a good one, man. Uh, my favorite quote was from was between Skank and Sewer Boy. They were talking when Randy Quaid, the officer, came up, and Skank said, I smell a cop. You smell a, sk- a cop, Sewer Boy? And he says, I smell French fries, and that don't make sense. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> ridiculous. True, but hey, uh, that car is even a concept car. They actually made it. It got up to 195 miles an hour, and oh, uh, there's like one in existence now, and they found it. It was trash. They renovated it, restored it, and... Uh, now it's you can see it on YouTube. It's a pretty pretty sweet car, uh, M4S I think it was called, made by Dodge. Oh, but shit. anyway, uh, you guys are using Krull as a measuring stick. Oh, All no. I can say is don't knock it till you try it. Les has actually seen it, and they brought him closer to his mom. Um, mm-hmm. And Mr. Strellers, if uh, I'm sure you remember. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I know of it's one of your favorite movies. Well, when he's wandering around in the studio. And he asked those two guys in red armor uh, about his bike in a nutshell, and they helped direct him. Those guys are from Krull. Those were the some of the guards that were in Krull. Oh, shit. But uh, anyway, so that maybe that'll warm you up. You got to watch it. But my have a trailer trashed uh, to share with you guys, and it's Death Race 2000. It's got gave David uh, Cassidine, and uh-huh. um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, and it even has uh, Sly Stallone in there for a little while. And once you watch it, you will understand why it spawned so many of those ridiculous those really bad new movies speaking of new bad movies you talk trash about crawl arage and yet have sung the praises of abraham lincoln vampire hunter on multiple occasions i i've watched it and i've watched it several times it's it's unimaginable but to sing the praises (laughs) of a movie i don't care it was based on a book that movie is ridiculous. He chops down a tree with one hit. His axe turns into a shotgun. Come on, man. That that movie's <laughs> terrible. If you got if you can watch that, you gotta be able to watch this old crap. But uh you gotta watch the trailer for Death Race two thousand. It's a treat for the ears and the peepers. And if you watch the movie, if you don't love it by the hand grenade, I don't know what to tell you. An impression I can do is uh for you guys is uh, Splinter from the nineteen ninety Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh, okay, uh, good, good, good. 
15 years ago, I came across the shattered glass jar and four baby turtles. That's really good. Turtles. You know what? Abraham Lincoln, the reason why I thought it was halfway decent is because I thought it was going to be a pile of dog shit when Les took me to go see it. But it was, wasn't that bad, right, Les? Nope. It was actually pretty solid. But you did fall asleep in it. Uh, I think you did too. <laughs> yeah, we both did. We came straight from like Utah or something. Because I don't remember that whole scene with the whole gun and the thing. So, yeah. Well, hello there, everyone. This is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Arraj from The Sith List, bringing you holiday greetings, obviously, as you can tell by the silky smooth Christmas sounds in the background. I'm here to remind you that it's that time of year where you forget about yourself for a couple weeks and do something phenomenal for someone else. That's right, it's time to help support the Kessel Toy Run. Team up with the MakingStarWars.net, Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, Rogue One, and the Sith List. It's an opportunity for you to share your love of Star Wars and do something special for a child ages 1 to 12 that will be spending their holidays at a hospital. Now, there's a couple ways you can do this. Starting November 1st all the way up to December 18th, you can either go to Amazon.com, look up Find a list or registry, search the Kessel Toy Run at gmail.com, pick out some stuff, and then send it that way. Or you can just pick out items that are unopened and send them via the Kessel Toy Run, 3217 Carson Street, number 111, Lakewood, California, 90712. Kessel Toy Run has become an official nonprofit, a 501c3 charity, and tax ID will be given upon request. You can find more details and more information at makingstarwars.net. So get out there. Do something great this year. Thanks for listening, and happy holidays. All right, just a couple more things before we head out. Now, uh, we have some little bit of the Joker's news. Uh, speaking with the LA Times last week, Joaquin Phoenix spoke about the success of the highest grossing R-rated film in history. And this is his little take on it. I know there's rumors that Todd Phillips was going to do a sequel and that got debunked real quick, but there's other news. Yeah. So where that, where that rumor came from was deadline supposedly. And then, uh, was it when it got debunked, but there was two pieces to that rumor that there was supposed to be a sequel, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix that got crushed. But the second part that did not get crushed was that Todd Phillips is working on another DC villain. What is it? Uh, origin story. No, no word on what that is, when it is, what progress it is, but supposedly there is work on a uh, on a another villain origin. Story. And I read that when he signed up to do the Joker, he got the rights to do that as well. It was a package deal. Yeah, what what that is, we don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. But Joaquin Phoenix talked about the success, and this is what he had to say: It's not the box office, but the reception that's been vindicating. It's the fact that I get emails from people telling me that the movie made them look at their sister who suffers from schizophrenia in a different light. Ultimately, the movie is about the power of kindness and the lack of empathy in the world, and the audience seems to have picked up on that. It's amazing that a movie that has supposed to inspire, as they put it, mass mayhem, really has just inspired a bunch of people dancing down staircases. I think that speaks more to our times than anything. So, a uh, Joaquin about uh, the success of uh, Joker, which is, again, the highest grossing R-rated film in history. So, I want to do that. And then we're going to end this podcast with a Jeez. novel written by The Whim. We need to read this because the Wim is calling us out on Twitter. We yeah. we need to read this. No, I just, think everybody should take a piece. Just, no, just, just, just less. less. Just Jeez. less. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, this time I'm serious. Fuck you guys. What? The Dune hate. Everyone is referring to the 1983 movie, which was terrible. I mean, really. It has Sting in a metal banana hammock. What? Wait, first of all, what's wrong with that? 
<laughs> yeah, that's the money right there, guys. There were a myriad of problems with this movie. First, they hired David Lynch to write and direct. Oh, Normally, you'd think, hey, that sounds pretty cool, but you'd be wrong. Here's the issue. He was hired to write, yet he had never read the book. I don't know what Cliff Notes version he used. Yeah, Cliff Notes. I'm fucking old. But it was shit. <laughs> the thing you were missing with Dune and why fans are so hopeful with this with it is because the first Dune book is phenomenal. Google searched the best science fiction books and almost every list has Dune at or near number one. No iteration of the novel has been done properly and the anticipation of a well-done production is what gears up people who love the book. Sci-Fi produced a miniseries in 2000. That at the time I thought was really good. It did not age well at all. It was nearly, it was the early sci-fi production, so CGI and special effects were, are cheap and bad. At one point on my rewatch, there's a scene that is supposed to be on the desert planet Dune. But you can clearly see the curtains in the soundstage. Oh. The continued story is quite extensive. The writer of the novels, Frank Herbert, had written five books and his son, along with Star Wars Expanded Universe author Kevin J. Anderson, took his father's notes and wrote a bunch of prequels. The thing about Herbert's novels is that he had this peculiar writing style. And when his son did the prequels, he didn't use that style and just wrote it like a regular novel. Classic Dune fans literally lost their shit. So no, Star Wars fandom is not an anomaly, but I really enjoy those novels and I wish they'd try to adapt them into at least a television series. Now the first Dune book is great. Those afterwards are okay, but they're not like the first. There are so many layers and depth to the characters that, to me, it's an almost impossible job to make a cohesive, watchable single movie, keeping all the elements of the novel intact. There was a weird 70s director, Alejandro Jodorowsky, who attempted to make Dune in 1976, but he wanted to make a 17-hour film. Jiminy Crickets. It was Star Wars before Star Wars. But he couldn't get anybody to let him make a 17-hour movie. I wonder why. He storyboarded the entire 17 hours. There's a documentary about it called Jodorowsky's Dune. You can see the storyboards. Fans like myself want to see something like that because they know it can be good. Back to the movie. The score was written and performed by Toto. Oh, shit. Yes, Toto. I love cheesy 80s music, so I'm all about it. Also, the ass talk. I'm now questioning whether Britney is a real redhead. Just saying, hashtag married to a redhead. Wow. <laughs> First. That, that's a lot of information there. First, first album. How Jesus exciting! Priest, screaming for vengeance. Oh, scream for vengeance! First cassette. David Sanborn. Close up. Okay. First CD. Ian Neville. If my ancestors could see me now. Wow. First VHS. A New Hope. First laser disc. David Sanborn live in Germany. I didn't have a player, but my brother-in-law did, and this was the only way he could see this. Mm-hmm. First DVD. A New Hope. First Blu-ray. Toy Story. And in streaming, an episode of 24 that my DVR had screwed up and didn't record. But back to combining weird scoring materials. Is there some type of styles that you guys, some type of style that you guys would like to see in a Star Wars movie? I always wanted to see a kick-ass lightsaber fight to some nine-inch nails. Till next time. Thank you, Wim, for that. I, next time, please send the storyboards with that email as well. I'd love to uh, see it in action. Really appreciate that 17-hour email. Just kidding, buddy. I love you. Thank you for sending that in. And thank you for being so passionate about Dune. And I know I know Emily's a big fan of Dune. And we yeah, we were talking about the movie. We weren't talking about the books. Um obviously the books are held in such high regard and uh, we never shit on the books because I've never read the books, so I would never shit on that. So 
style of music. I think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Um, I think I did say Trent Reznor would be kind of cool to have him compose something in the that you brought up, like the Darth Maul uh, series would be kind of cool if they did Darth Maul series and he had a, yes. his hand in that. Yeah. Pod race set to Yakety Sax. That's actually pretty good. The man. Benny Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, was, uh, that's, that is really good. <laughs> I always just think of a, of a woman chasing a dude or a dude chasing a girl when I hear that because that's all it was in Benny Hill. Pretty much. Oh, man. That was my phone ringtone for a few years. Was it? Oh, you <laughs> yes. must have annoyed a lot of people. <laughs> I, I didn't. I loved doing it. Oh, That's really good. You didn't answer it for a little while. I'd be like, oh, my phone is ringing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would I like to hear? Um, that's a good question. Well, like, I, was I'll, I'll give an example something that's kind of really poignant like with uh the last episode of game of thrones the bells there's somebody took that scene where the bells are ringing and right before yeah exactly right before daenerys torches uh king's landing hell's bell starts something similar to that that's a little bit too Mm. too on the nose but where it kind of has the same feel kind of thing where you're like oh shit this is this is what that means kind of thing that so he- something yeah. something similar to that. That Heath Ledger film, Knight's Tale, mm-hmm. was pretty cool because it was obviously set back in medieval times. But yeah, they they, they had David out, Bowie yeah. and they were dancing to David Bowie during the sun. They had all like modern songs. Mm-hmm. Queen, Queen, Queen was in it. I thought it was done really well. I can't see them doing that to Star Wars because be really odd. <laughs> so uh, wait a minute, you're, you want to see lightsaber battle to closer? Do I want to fuck you like an animal? Is that, is that uh, is head that, like a hole? Head like a hole. There okay. March of the Pigs. Starfucker. It's a lot of nine inch nails I know. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. I think I'm going to go back and listen to this just to hear Boo's breakdown of Fartgate 2019 because he had it down to a science. Takes one to know one. Fartgator? Far, yes, far you're, you're a Fartgator now? Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's, Mr. There's Struthers, there. <laughs> can you tell people where they can find your beautiful locks and listen sure, to man. your beautiful voice? Yeah. So I got a lot of cool stuff going on right now, and uh, it's it's holiday rock season, so big, big, dope-ass rock shows coming up. Maybe I'll post, get some video of that on there, and you can f- see my other podcast, too, if you just follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. Mr. Tom Chansky, King Tom of the North. Can you tell people where they can find you? Tom Chansky on Twitter, and I help out our friends at Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and the Bad Motivators with their Patreon shows. Fantastic Patreon shows. Please support all three, because they're great. Mr. (laughs) Carlos Buarguello, who will find out if his better half is a real redhead later on <laughs> while he's trying to look for his tickets. <laughs> Where can people find you? Not in his girlfriend's butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yep. Tom, dropping the mic. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Oh, God. I hope she's listening to this episode. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. <laughs> and maybe single after this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. 
Gonzalez. Just hanging out on Twitter. Actually, not really. But at less is more 78. Or in traffic. Definitely that. And you can find me at the Sith List on Twitter. And we'll catch you next week on episode number 173 of The Sith List. I have spoken. Climbing up on Salisbury Hill I could see the city light Wind was blowing, time stood still Eagle flew out of the night He was something to observe Choice. I do.
to help them cheat an election.